The Lord spoke to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 46 verse 9. He says, tell my people when they come to worship me, he says, if they come in the south gate, they're to leave out by the north gate. If they come in the north gate, they're to go out by the south gate. So God is saying, when you come to worship me, don't you leave the same way that you came. When you leave, you're supposed to leave changed. You're supposed to leave refreshed. You're supposed to leave renewed. Amen. If you came in depressed, you're supposed to leave excited. You came in without the Holy Ghost, you're supposed to leave with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you came in with low self-esteem, you're supposed to go out shouting. That's the God you serve. It's all up to you. He's here. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of thee. So anything can happen in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. So what do you have need of? Whatever you have need of, I know a God that can meet that need. Amen. Praise God. See, the old song says, smile a while and give your face a rest. Raise your hands to the one you love the best. Turn around. To someone new, raise your hands and say, smile. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What was that guy that sung that song? Some people like to worry. Some people like to hide. Some people like to run away from the pains inside. Now it's your business. You can do what you want to do. But if it don't work out, here's what you ought to do. Just hold on. Change is coming. Just hold on. And don't worry about a thing. Just hold on. (laughs) Your change is coming. Just hold on and don't and don't worry about a thing. <laughs> so you gotta do is hold on. Just wait. Amen. <laughs> and scripture said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You just wait. He that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. Amen. Don't give up. Don't quit. Hold on. (laughs) Just tie a knot in it and hold on. He knows where you are. I won't leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. John chapter 5 this afternoon. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 5, verse 1 through verse 16. And then I'll be going over to John chapter 20, uh, verse 30 and 31. John chapter 5, starting with verse 1. And there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Would thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. 
And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he was, he that was healed was not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude of being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him, find it, excuse me, him in the temple and saith unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. John chapter 20 verses 30 and verse 31. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you might have life through his name. Amen. And I would like to minister to you for a few moments from this thought. It's time to get off the porch. It's time to get off the porch. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you again today, God, for your grace, your mercy, your goodness, Lord, and all that you do for us. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father, and you are the Prince of Peace. Dear God, all that is in heaven and earth is thine, and thine is the kingdom. And thou is exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor cometh of thee, and thou excellest them all. In thy hand is power and majesty, and in thy hand is to make great and give strength unto all. And now, therefore, dear God, we do thank thee, and we do praise and give you glory forever and ever in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Amen. It's time to get off the porch. Amen. John's gospel was written somewhere around 85 or 100 AD. Amen. And so John doesn't see a need to bring out all the lineage of Jesus Christ because at this time the church should knew or know who he was. Amen. So John begins this gospel in this way. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and were not anything made that was made in him was life and the light was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from God whose name was John the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not that light but bore witness of that light that true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world and he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name which was born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor man but of God and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us uh, and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth John understands that everything flows from that knowledge uh, of who Jesus Christ truly is and John John writes so that you can put yourself in the scripture. Amen. That's why when you read John's gospel, you will find that he used certain terminologies as a certain man or a certain woman because he wants you to put yourself in the word of God. Amen. So every time that you read certain man or certain woman, when you're reading, 
puts itself in the scripture so that you can begin to understand how the word of God applies to you. Paul says in Romans 15, 4, that the things which are written afore was written for our learning that we through patience uh, and comfort of the scripture would have hope. Amen. Today's world, people are losing hope. People have no hope. They don't see any future. They don't see any good. But I come to tell you today, that's a lie from the pits of hell because Jesus Christ always comes with hope. Amen. And you are to be filled with that hope. Amen. You need to have hope in yourself. You need to have hope in the word of God. You need to have hope in your church. Amen. As you live day in and day out. Amen. So John wants you to be a part of this journey that he has taken us on. Amen. In the second chapter of John, we find the story there where Jesus is invited and his disciples to a marriage. Amen. There's going to be a marriage supper of the lamb and every one of you has been invited. So we need to get ready now. We need to get on the wedding garment to prepare ourselves for this wedding that is coming. Well, Jesus shows up to the wedding and the first thing that happens, his mother Mary said unto him, son, they have no wine. Jesus says, what is that to me? My hour is not yet come. Mary doesn't question him. She just simply said, whatsoever he say to you to do, do it. See, we like to try to reason it out. (laughs) She says, no, whatever he say to you to do, do it. Praise God. And there was six water pots sitting there. Amen. And Jesus says, fill the water pots. Uh, And they filled them to the brim. And Jesus said, draw out and bear to the governor of the feast. Uh, And they bore out and bear it. And the governor of the feast uh, said, call for the bridegroom. And he says, every man give the good wine first. Uh, And then at the end, they give the rot gut. Uh, He says, but you have kept the best for last. Amen. This begins Jesus' miracles. Amen. And and, (laughs) praise God. So this starts here. Amen. And now in John chapter 3, John picks us up and he takes us to a campfire. And Jesus is there with his disciples. And a man named Nicodemus comes to him by night. And he said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher comes from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with them. John chapter 3, Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, uh, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blow where it listens, you hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it's going and where it's coming. So is every man that is born of the spirit. Uh, Nicodemus says, how can these things be? Jesus, are not thou a master of Israel? No, not these things. Uh, we speak that we know. We testify that we have seen. And yet you believe not our report. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell of thee of heavenly things? No man have ascended up to heaven, uh, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen? Praise God. So John wants us to be in this thing. Then on the fourth chapter, the Bible says Jesus had need to go through Samaria, and he passing through Samaria and he sat on the well which Jacob had given to his son Joseph and there came a woman amen about the hour amen of the ninth hour to draw water and Jesus said to her give me the drink she said to him how is it be you being a Jew ask me a Samaritan for a drink you know that the Jews has no dealing with the Samaritans (laughs) praise God He have no dealings 
with the Samaritans. That's what they had said. See, sometimes people say to you, ah, they don't want you there. They don't want you to be there. But Jesus never goes where he don't want to go to meet the need that's already there. See, he knows where you are. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. And so he comes at his time. This is why the writer says in Hebrews 10, 35 through 39, cast not away your confidence, uh, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, uh, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith but if any man draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him for we're none of them that draw back to perdition we're them that believe to the saving of the soul David says in Psalms 27 the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked even mine enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh they stumble and they fall. Though a host should encamp against me, and this my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to acquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, he shall set me on rock and my head will be lifted about my enemies round about me. Therefore in his tabernacle the sacrifices of joy. I will sing yes I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear me when I cry with my voice. Have mercy and answer me. When thou say seek ye my face my heart said thy face Lord will I seek after. Hide not thy face from me nor put thy servant away in anger for thou has been my help. Leave me not no God of my salvation. Deliver me not to the will of mine enemies because, amen, because false witnesses risen against me and they that breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. Notice what the psalmist said. I had fainted. I had thought about giving up. I thought about quitting. I thought about walking away. Except I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Watch this. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You've got to get an attitude of waiting. You've got to get an attitude of being patient and waiting upon God. Amen. God's ways are not your ways and his thoughts are not your thoughts. Don't get ahead of God. Learn how to wait upon the Lord. Isaiah says, have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the hands of the earth, he faint not and neither is he weary. He gives power to the might faint. And amen to them to have no strength. He increases their strength. Amen. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait. You know what the root word for waiter and waitress is? Wait. What does waiters and waitresses do? They wait on people. They serve people. See, one of the problems is when we're waiting on God, we don't want to serve nobody. It's all about me. No. See, when it's all about you and the wait, that's when you get depressed. That's when you get filled with anxiety. That's when you have low self-esteem because you're focusing on you. See, it's not about you. It's about him. 
Hallelujah. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer you and you will glorify me, saith the Lord. So you got to get in the habit of serving. While you're waiting on God to come through for you. And what I have found out, if I'm serving, and while I'm waiting, I get where I got, what what I've been waiting for and don't even know it. You get what you're wanting and you won't even know it's there. Praise God. Come on, you got to learn how to wait upon God. You've got to serve and wait upon him. Hallelujah. Praise God. The woman says in John 4, she says, we know. (laughs) Ain't it amazing that you always know? The Bible says the children of Escod know what Israel ought to do. They already knew. You already know what you're supposed to do. You You don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You already know what you're supposed to do. But you want pastor to tell you what to do. You've got to do what the word of God has already told you to do. That's all you got to do. Look at Jeremiah 6.16. Amen. Watch this. Jeremiah 6.16. Watch this. You got it up there for me? I can quote it, but I want these guys to see it. Thus saith the Lord. Watch this. Thus saith the Lord. Stand ye in the way and see and ask where's the old path? Where's the good way? And walk therein and you'll find rest for your soul. I mean, you need rest for your soul. Well, why don't you have it? He's told you what you need to do. He's already told you what you need to do to, to get rest. He says, stand and ask, where's the old path? And walk in it, and you're going to have rest for yourself. But look what they said. Look what they said. We're not going to walk therein. Well, it's not God's fault. If you don't have rest, it's not his fault. He's already told you what you need to do. You just need to get off that porch. You need you need to get up off that porch and start listening to what God is telling you to do. Amen. Praise God. Look at Isaiah 28, 11 and 12 real quick. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to my people. Wherefore he said, this is the rest that calls the weary the rest. And this is the refreshing, but. They wouldn't hear it. It's not God's fault. Everybody said, God isn't fair. No, God isn't fair. God is righteous. God is holy. God is pure. Amen. (laughs) Come on. You got to do what the word tells you. Look at Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 28, 11 11, 28 through 30. Come unto me. All ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you sleep. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find to your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. See? I've given you three examples how to have a rest. Which one are you going to choose? All three work. You can't fail in this stuff. You can't fail in God's word if you do what it tells you to do. He that will come will come and will not tarry. The just has got to live by faith. Do you know that that passage appeared four times in scripture? Habakkuk 2.4 says the just has got to live by faith. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Romans 1.17 says the just has got to live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says the just has got to live by faith. And Hebrews 10.28 says the just has got to live, 38, has got to live by faith. 
So guess what? Jesse's got to live by faith. God has your best interest at heart. And that's why he gives us his word. His word is our promise. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after they patiently endured, they received the promise. Amen. God, by two immutable things, uh, his word and his oath, uh, he cannot lie that we might have a strong consolation. Amen. Who is read for to lay hope of the hope that is set before us the hope even Jesus Christ amen we get a hold of Jesus that's our hope Paul says in Romans 8 for we are saved by hope but hope that is seen is not hope for if a man see that he hoped for what does he yet hope for but if he without does not see that which he hoped for then do he with patience wait for it for we know not the things that we shall pray for as we ought but the spirit happened our affirmities, making intercession with groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart, know what is the mind of the spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, to them he did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of Amongst the old believers, amen. For whom he did predestine, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? For if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not by him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God? God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Who is this that condemn? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, is risen again and even at the right hand, making intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulations of distress, a persecution, a nakedness, a famine, a sword, as it is written for thy sake. We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Nay, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us for I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord what you gonna let pull you away from God The Spirit make intercession for us. God is working on your behalf. That's why Paul says, I'm persuaded. Amen. If God be for me, everybody else might as well be. Praise God. Come on. It's time to get off the porch. See, you keep laying there. Blaming everybody else for your situation. Notice in John 5, this guy's been there 38 years. For 38 years, he's been there crawling, impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the angel to trouble the water. And whosoever was the first one to step in was made whole. 38 years. And Jesus shows up. And goes straight to him and says to him, do you want to be made whole? Now notice what he starts to do. And just like most of us, giving him excuses. He didn't ask the question about how long he's been there. He didn't ask a whole lot of questions. He just asked, do you want to be made whole? The answer was yes or no. That was the answer. He says, well, Lord, when the water is trouble and I have nobody to put me in while I'm coming, he didn't ask him any of that. Jesus already knew that. He's God. He knows everything. <laughs> so 
Jesus tells him, take up his bed and walk. Now notice, why couldn't he pick it up and go before? That's all Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. He got it up and he went straight to church. <laughs> he goes straight to the synagogue and that's where Jesus find him. Now watch this, what Jesus said to him. Sin no more, lest the worst thing happen to you. His condition for 38 years was because of sin that he had committed, which put him on that porch. Amen. Sin will put you in some predicaments uh, that you never want to find yourself in. Sin will render you, amen, harm. You ain't going to be able to do nothing because sin will bind you. Sin will bring you down. It will cause you not to be able to move correctly. Sin will paralyze you. Sin Sin will cause you to lose all your hope. Sin will cause you to lose all your faith. Sin will cause you to wind up in debt that you can't get out of. Sin will put you in prison. Sin will put you in jail. Sin will put you on the streets. Amen. That you don't know what you're going to do in life. Amen. So you can't lay there. Amen. And continue to live your life the way that you've always done. You've got to get off that porch. Amen. People have told you that you would never amount to anything because of your parents, uh, their lifestyle. But you can lay on that life you want to, or you can get up and come to Jesus. You, you have laid on those lies that said you'll never get out of Section 8 housing. You'll never get out of the ghetto. But I come to tell you today, don't lay on that lie anymore. It's time to get up the porch and come to Jesus and believe what he said that he will do he will do praise God hallelujah see you can lay there because you get used to it you hear it so much you hear it so much you'll never amount to anything But I come to tell you, the devil's a liar because that's where he wants you to stay. He don't want you to get off that porch of depression. Amen. He don't want you to get off the porch of post-traumatic stress disorder. He don't want you to get off the porch of low self-esteem. He don't want you to get off the porch of fear. He don't want you to get off the porch, amen, that where you can make something out of your life. He wants you to stay down. That's the goal of the enemy. That's why Jesus said the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy knows if he can keep you down long enough, that's where you will stay. You won't even practice getting up. You won't even begin to live. Amen. You with your hands raised. You won't see any vision and future for your life because you've lived that lie on the porch of defeat so long. Thirty-eight years. He just stayed there. If I can crawl to the pool, I can crawl off that porch. If I can crawl to the pool, I can crawl off the porch. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen was not made by the things which doth appear. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he retained righteousness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift and by them he being dead yet speak uh, 
by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death but God had translated him but before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God for without faith uh, it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him you've got to get off the porch you can't stay there come on God has opened the door for you when you come to him you want rest we've already seen how to find rest you want peace he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind has stayed upon him and this book is your life you are in here find yourself amen Romans 16, 13 says, Great Rufus, chosen in the Lord, his mother and mine. Guess what my name is? I'm chosen in the Lord. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? Just have faith in the power of the Lord. Guess what? You're in here. You want me to put you in there? The Lord is what? Jackie Shepherd and Jackie, Johnny. Johnny, amen. So just put yourself in the word of God. That's all you got to do. When you quote that to yourself, the Lord is Rufus shepherd and Rufus shall not want. He made Rufus to lie in green pastures. He leave Rufus beside the still water. He restored Rufus. so he leaves Rufus in the path of righteousness for his name. Say, yea, though Rufus walked through the valley of the shadows of death, Rufus would fear no evil for thou art with Rufus. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort Rufus. Thou prepares the table for Rufus and the presence of Rufus is enemy. You anoint Rufus's head with oil. Rufus's cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow Rufus all the days of Rufus' life and Rufus will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, you got to get off the porch. Don't keep laying there. Amen. When trouble comes, come to God. What does Psalm 91 say? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that he's my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the north and pestilence. He will cover thee with his feathers and under his wings you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error that fly by day, nor the pestilence to walk in darkness, nor the destruction that waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come nigh thee only with thine own eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord even my high, most high thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee and neither shall the plague come nigh your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all their ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone you shall tread upon the lion and the adder upon the young lion and that dragon shall you trample under feet because you have set your love upon him. Amen. Therefore I will deliver him and set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call I will deliver him. I will be with him in trouble and honor him with long life. With long life will I satisfy him and make known to him my salvation. Come on. Get off the porch. Don't lay there. Stop believing the lies of the media. Stop believing the lies of the enemy when he keeps coming to you that you're no good. Amen. You are good. God says you were good. When he created you in the beginning, he says, it's very good. Out of everything God made, he said it was good. But when he made humans, he says it's very good. And that means you are very good. So stop laying on the porch and believing the lies that you cannot beat anything. 
Praise God. You need to get like Rosa Parks and say, no, I don't think so. Rosa, you need to get to the back of the bus. No, I don't think so. This is a new day. I ain't going back there today. See, y'all need to get up and stop going back to the back of the bus and start worshiping in the front of the church. You don't need to sit on the back row. This is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. You got to change the way you think. Come on, get off the porch. You can lay there if you want to. That's where you're going to find yourself. And then you will blame everybody else because you're there. God has already told you how to get off the porch. Come unto me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stop laying on the lies of this world. That you can't be anything. That you're no good and you can't. Believe me. Hear me. I grew up in in the 60s and 50s, you know, in the South. Yeah, I was served from the back of the doors. Yeah, I remember when we had to go to the back of the bus. But one day, that changed. And when that changed, this cat says, I ain't going back there no more. <laughs> when God opened the door, I saw success. Amen. And I went after the things that made for success. And when I started going after the things that made success, God came in. And when God came in, he started changing me and start saying, I will use you and you will bring many people to me. And I come to tell you, the same God that spoke to me is the same God that will help you out of your situation and your circumstance you just got to get off the porch amen and believe what God's word says he will do he will do praise God hallelujah it's about your faith the woman with the issue of blood she had spent all of her money she had got worse Somebody told her about Jesus and she said within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made completely whole. And when she got her situation, when she got her opportunity, she pressed herself through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment and she was made completely whole because she never threw away her faith. Don't you throw away your faith. That man on that porch, he had tried to be first. He had not thought away his confidence he did not throw away his faith he was trying to be first and I believe that's why Jesus went to him to give him a second chance he's the God of a second chance you know Amen. You might think you fail. You might think there's no hope for you. But I come to tell you, he's a God of a second chance. Ask the Apostle Paul. Amen. On the road to Damascus, when Paul was knocked off his horse. Amen. And a light blinded him. He says, Lord, who art thou? He says, I'm Jesus whom you persecute. It's hard to kick against the pricks. And Paul says, Lord, what will you have me to do? And it was that Apostle Paul. Who wrote 13, some say 14 books of the New Testament. Think about it. What will God do with you? What will God do with your life? If you give him an opportunity. If you get off the porch. What will he do with your life? Praise God. Let's stand this afternoon. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know the Holy Ghost is for you. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus says in Luke 11, amen, verses 11 through 13, he says, how many of you fathers having sons, if they ask you for bread, are you going to give them a stone? If they ask you for fish, are you going to give them a serpent? If they ask you for an egg, are you going to give them a scorpion? He says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that asked him? All you've got to do is ask him and he will give it to you. If you've never been baptized in Jesus name, let me encourage you today. 
be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because neither is there salvation in any other. See, when you go down in that water, that washes your sins away. See, that's what removes our sins is the waters of baptism. That's where the blood of Jesus Christ Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And it will wash those old sins away. And then as Paul says in Romans 6, you are risen to walk in newness of life. And you will see how clear things become in the Lord. Praise God. God has your best interest in heart, brothers and sisters, today. And let me encourage you again. Don't lay on the porch anymore. Come on, get off that porch. God's got something special for every one of you. Even you, young man, right there in the second row. God's got something special for you. Amen. He's got something very special for you. I tell you, when I was your age, never in my portfolio. This was never. To be a preacher? Nah. I was never in my portfolio. But one day, I was going on every day. I was just laying on the porch. And one day, the Lord revealed himself to me in Kaiserslautern, Germany, Pastor. Showed me who he was in the word of God and why I needed to be baptized in his name. And that Sunday, and one of Adolf Hitler's officers clubs that he had in World War II, they, we had turned it into a home uh, global missions church, Bible school. That Sunday, September the 2nd, 1985. I went down in that water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And when I came up out of that water, it was something like something just popped me dead through the eyes. And God says, I will use you and you will bring many people to me. That was 38 years ago. All my alcohol was gone. All my drug use was gone. Everything was gone. And I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. And God has taken us around the globe, my wife and I, laboring from the time we was baptized. God thrust us into the ministry. And we have been on a ministry journey for God all around the world. None of that was in my portfolio. But I come to tell you, if you get off the porch, (laughs) there's no telling what God will do with you. Amen. Come on. I want to open these altars today. Come on. If you're here, maybe you're discouraged. Okay. Maybe, maybe you are discouraged. Come off the porch. Come on. Just come off the porch. Maybe you're discouraged. You know, come off the porch. You know what? I hear people say to me all the time, I'm discouraged. I said to them, why? Did you know discouragement is a choice? That's the choice you make to be discouraged. You, because you're letting people discourage you. Disappointments is coming to everybody. We're all going to get disappointed one time or another. But this, and, and that's all discouragement is, is excessive disappointments. See, so if I allow myself to be disappointed long enough and do nothing about it, yeah, I'm going to become discouraged. See, but you got to get up the porch. You don't want to stay there. Suicide of thoughts. That's all choices. That's all choices you're making. Come on. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Discouragement did not come with the Holy Ghost. 
Suicide did not come with the Holy Ghost. Despondency did not come with the Holy Ghost. Low self-esteem did not come with the Holy Ghost. Drugs, alcoholism, all that stuff did not come with the Holy Ghost. God will deliver you. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I don't know what you came up for, but I know a God that will meet your need. So I'm going to pray. And whatever you have need of, just lift your hands. And just give God thanks and praise for hearing you today and delivering you today. Would you let him do that? Amen. Lord Jesus, God, you see your children right now. God, by your authority and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, I plead your blood over these situations. I plead your blood over every life, everyone that may be discouraged, everyone that may have low self-esteem, everyone that may have had suicidal thoughts. I bind it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I send it back to the pits of hell from whence it come. Greater is you, Lord. Hear our prayer, O oh God. Hear us today, dear God. Meet their need right now. God. Meet their situation. Meet their circumstance. I stand upon your word right now, God. We're asking you to touch them right now, God. Renew. Restore Jesus. You are the mighty God. And Jesus, you said, whosoever shall call upon you shall be saved. I'm asking you right now to fulfill your word in their hearts and in their minds and in their thoughts. Let deliverance take place right now, God. God, I pray, touch them afresh, touch them anew, God, meet their needs right where they are, Jesus, I know you can, God, I know you can, God, I know you can, God, help them right now, Jesus, touch them right now, Lord, touch them right now, let your spirit, God, I pray, meet their needs, God, strengthen them right now, Jesus, help us, Lord, right now, come on, reach out this day. Come on, reach out. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. God will help you right now. Come on, just reach out. Touch him right now. Come on, touch his heart. Touch him right now. Come on, let God have his way in your situation. Invite him in. Come on, invite him into your life. Invite him into your situation. Invite him into your circumstance. He wants to help you today. Come on, get off the porch. Come on, get off. Walk off. He's here for you right now. Yes, I thank you, Jesus.